Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode. I've really enjoyed this format. I'm now starting to plan season five and sort of working out whether we have some episodes a bit like this in it as well and things. So yeah, watch this space. And as always, I will do a a promo for season five at the end of season four and give you a bit of an insight into what is coming um, for the season ahead. But I can't believe I'm saying season four and season five. It just feels mind blowing. Anyway, our guest this evening is Stephanie. Could you give us a proper introduction and tell us a bit about what you've got going on at the moment with pageantry? Hello, my name's Stephanie Wyatt. I am your current Miss Grand England 2020 and your former Miss Earth England 2019. Um, Obviously, times are a bit weird at the moment with COVID and lockdown, so Pageantland has kind of come to a halt, really. Um, However, you know, I've been keeping on with my preparation for Miss Grand, uh, which is now postponed to next year. Um, and just sort of getting everything ready with a few photo shoots here and there. So, yeah, it's been really exciting, though. It's it's le- like learning to adapt. And um, I put actually put a post out on my personal Instagram earlier today to sort of summarising that we don't let COVID be the reason you don't do your charity fundraising. Let it be the reason you came up with your best idea yet because you had to be a bit more creative. Um, it's We're definitely living online a lot at the moment, which we were discussing this before we hit record is not ideal, but <laughs> um, we will adapt, won't we? <laughs> definitely. Well, I've been telling a lot of the Miss Earth girls because obviously it, it's hard for them to get out and fundraise. I've been saying, oh, you know, do things from home and, you know, learn new ways to promote eco-living from your house. And, you know, they've been doing great putting up all their pictures of how to stay eco-friendly at home. And I think it's really relevant, especially now with obviously the current situations. But yeah, it's definitely, like you said, learning to adapt to it. Before we carry on with this episode, I just wanted to say a massive thank you to this season's sponsors, Earring Envy. Earring Envy's stock an incredible range of perfect pageant jewellery for on and off stage. With their vast colour ranges, sizes, plus a whole host of clip-on options, we are absolutely sure you will find what you need over on their website, www.earringenvy.co.uk. I think there's, for a lot of people, maybe not so much now, but in the earlier part of lockdown, there was that slightly slower pace to life and people did, from 
rethinking where they live to how they lived and um I know we've had a lot of people we're on the edge of London and a lot of people have moved from central London out to where we are to have that bit more space during lockdown and then there's people like us who have now decided to go even further out next summer to have that extra space we want to do more grow your own um and although we did try and grow quite a bit we did all right actually this summer but um it would have been nice to have that extra bit of space and I've yeah I've loved seeing all the Miss Earth um bits and pieces popping up and all these different suggestions and tips and things and um we've certainly you utilized them and um, so they've made a difference to me <laughs> <laughs> that's good to hear definitely one one step one step closer to saving the planet <laughs> oh well we can only hope can't we oh yes 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 we in a way it's I think there's some things have obviously gone very backwards because there's been a lot of additional plastic with COVID and keeping things COVID safe um but I'm hoping it's counterbalanced with people thinking a bit more in other areas Um, definitely there's a lot of face masks at the moment that have been like littered all over the beaches and stuff and when I go down to the beach I see them just pick them up and put them in a bag and you know recycle them properly but I mean that's all we can do at the moment isn't it yeah I've I've treated myself it seems like a weird thing to treat yourself with I treated myself to a rubbish bin bin bag hoop and a a proper picker um there's gonna be no actual events and I've got some digital events planned um in the run-up to Yemi next year but um there'll be there's gonna be very limited options of things I can go to so I'm gonna do um that's gonna be one of my big things is to do a lot of litter picks yeah it's it's and it's fun as well you know you can go out and you can do it with your friends and just have a chat while you're doing it and it just seems effortless yeah I was like environmentally friendly which is something I absolutely love it's good for the soul because you're out in nature it's fitness it's uh, and yeah actually getting to see some people but being able to maintain social distancing and everything I was like I feel like it's probably the best thing I bought all year that plastic hoop and a picker thingy well I think it's a like metal it's got like a rubbery grip on it anyway I'm a little bit too excited to try it <laughs> but I can't walk at the moment so we need to get that fixed first anyway so we've got a variety of questions coming up but they are not all pageant related we've got a bit of a bit of a mix in there but we'll start with a pageant one what is your favorite pageant round and why I would say that my favorite pageant round is definitely the interview round I mean I have a lot to talk about I mean from the age of six I've been working on my humanitarian projects with my family which have grown and grown and grown to the point where in 2017 I started my own project where we made reusable sanitary towels for the girls of Kenya so that enables them to go to school because they don't actually attend school when they've got their period so that was a really good achievement that I felt you know I'd done myself through my humanitarian work. Um, And then this year I set up my preventative protection program for sufferers, sufferers of, uh, sorry, sufferers of violence. Um, So yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on and um, I like to talk about it. I can talk about it for weeks. (laughs) Interview round is never long enough. Definitely not. That's, that's the, it's got to the point that's pretty much the only thing I now practice with my interview coach is how to make my answers shorter because there's so many things to talk about. Yeah, um, I agree. I feel like the older you get as well, there's so many dimensions to your life 
Like I thought I was busy when I was a teenager at school. I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And with work and then obviously I've just graduated university with a law degree. So, I mean, I've got all these avenues at the moment that I'm like, well, which one do I, you know, really focus on right now? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like a 45 minute interview would be nice. Like that. I wouldn't get bored. I'd still be trying to cram stuff in, but I feel like I could get everything into 45 minutes, whereas the last one I did was three. (laughs) Oh, oh, wow. That doesn't feel like, I don't think I could even get my introduction out in that time. (laughs) No, I just don't bother doing one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you could be an animal, what would you be and why? I would definitely be a flamingo. Firstly, my favourite colour is pink. I love pink. So, um, and they're just quite like, they have a good life, don't they? Just sitting in the water all day, eating prawns and stuff. So that's my favourite food as well. So I definitely want to be a flamingo. Have you got the balance? Can you stand on one leg? Definitely. Oh, good. That's all all I can do right now. I just did it then just to um, make sure that I could. (laughs) Like, can I stand on one leg? (laughs) They need to name a yoga pose the flamingo because there's is it the tree the tree is one foot the mountain uh, the mountain is literally just stood up <laughs> they do mountain pose and you're just stood still I think <laughs> sure it's tree where you tuck like one leg up um yes I, that's it yeah I know what you mean I think flamingo would be a much better name for that pose <laughs> definitely we could lean a little bit forward and I think that would be a great new yoga pose. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just make it a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live and why? I'd probably live in the Philippines because um, from having my experience as Miss Earth England when I had to travel to the Philippines, um, the people that are so lovely and they're so giving, you know, they would give you their whole house if they could. Um, and they're so supportive too. So I definitely say the Philippines. The food's great. The culture's great. I mean, what more could you want? Plus the scenes, all the islands are just to die for. They love pageantry out there as well. Like a, a friend of mine, she'd never. I think I'd done one pageant, but didn't know very much. She'd never done a pageant, and she got scouted. Now, I'd. If someone said to me now that they'd been scouted to go straight to an international, I'd be like red flags thinking it was really really dubious and lucky for her it turned out not to be um she I think she placed top 10 but the venue really really liked her um and she ended up out there I think she I think she might be back now but she was out there for years they flew around to all the different bits of their resort to use her for modeling and stuff and she just lived on site and um and was like a rep for the hotel that's amazing because in the Philippines beauty queens are like famous because I was walking around places and obviously in England beauty queens are not that big of a thing here like you wouldn't have people with your picture asking for an autograph but in the Philippines I did like they all knew my name they'd be going Steph Steph and I'd be like what (laughs) how do you know my name (laughs) we need to get more of that here we're working on that at pageant land I mean it's part it's in the 10-year plan but definitely well I think do you know it is people are starting to realize you know it is still a thing and you know we are getting bigger and it is a change you know it's a cause for good really isn't it so um, I think people are realizing now starting to get on board with us (laughs) I I suppose that's one of the upsides of of pageantry we lost the the tv 
really. That was what sort of kept kept pageantry in the limelight. And now social media is um, sort of stepping up and filling that gap a little bit. Um, we just need to learn as an industry how to put ourselves across well on social media and get it sort of searchable for those that aren't within the industry. There's no point in preaching to the choir. Yeah, yeah. Usually a lot of people are just, they'll do charity events that only target other pageant girls. And it's like, no, no, you need to go beyond the pageant bubble. We want yeah. to grow the bubble. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I mean, I watch all the internationals on my social media on Facebook. So, I mean, if I can do it and, you know, if I shared it and one of my friends was like, oh, do you know what? I'll watch that. I've never really watched a pageant. I'm sure they'd get into it. And... Next question, so no word came out there when I went to speak. <laughs> what's, what's the best gift you've ever received and why? I'd say the best gift I've ever received um, is the video of the children from the orphanages that I worked in in the Philippines. And they're literally screaming, we love you, England. And they all wave at the end. And that is probably one of the best, best gifts that I've ever received because you know, like they remember you and they want to, they just want to be a part of you. And they definitely have been a massive part of my like humanitarian work or my pageant world um, mm. experience. And that was just amazing. It melts my heart and I watch it probably every other day. I, I, I was meant to do something um, out in the Himalayas when I was in sick form. And, and I've done, I did like a cycle challenge and things going around um for charity and stuff in in madagascar and we've sort of said as a family we'd love to do when when she's old enough to do some of those as our summer holidays i don't i don't know if that's weird or not but no it's definitely not you get to do something nice and see an amazing country and meet an amazing people and um i just think it would be such a lovely way to have summer your summer vacation and you go back to school and say i did this this and this and it was I had the most amazing holiday and for like my daughter to grow up thinking well yeah thinking that that's holiday that's what we do with holidays so definitely and they will always appreciate it definitely amazing um in a movie of your life who would play you and why uh well I'd say I would love for maybe Angelina Jolie to play me because I love her firstly and I feel like I can relate to her a lot with you know, all the work that she's done throughout the world. And she's definitely one of my idols for what she's done. Um, and I've always wanted to adopt my own children as well. So, I mean, we're quite similar in that respect too. Um, so, I mean, I definitely say I want my idol to play me because I aspire to be like her. Mm. Uh, if you were to become famous, what would it most likely be for? Um, probably for my disastrous moment in the Philippines when I was traveling there so it took us like 12 hours to travel there and we couldn't fit all the dresses in the bags me and Miss Miss Earth Northern Ireland so we put them all in this dress bag that we're allowed to take one dress bag on so we literally filled this dress bag full of dresses full of shoes full of everything we could find in our suitcase that was heavy and we were dragging them through the airport um and it was just disastrous like people were like are you okay and we're like yeah we're fine it's not heavy at all <laughs> so that's probably what dead body 
<laughs> yeah, literally. And I probably think a lot of people got that on camera because once we hit um, Abu Dhabi, that's when people started like looking at us and going, oh, these are beauty queens and started like taking pictures with us. And I was like, not right now. Wait until <laughs> I'm in the Philippines. <laughs> This is not our most glamorous moment. Yeah, literally. I was d- curling my hair in the toilet with, like, my rollers, just trying to make some sort of greatness from this. That's where you're like, I wish I had a clip-on wig. Literally. Scrape it all up into, like, a, into a bun and put a wig out. Although, yeah, I think Patrick would kill me for saying you put it in a bun and then put a wig on, because I'm pretty sure that's not how you put a wig on. Um, <laughs> just like scrape scrape it down clip a wig over the top and be like suddenly glamorous yeah exactly that's what we need i need to start learning how to do that travel wig but travel hair dealing with travel hair because then you can get on the plane and take it straight off again well i think we've just thought of a new business idea winning (laughs) (laughs) and what cosmetic product could you not live without except our new travel wig obviously oh yeah um Something that I probably couldn't live without is a hairbrush. Is that like a beauty product, though, would you say? That's the sort of thing I'd say, I think. Yeah, because I, if you know me, I'm constantly touching my hair. um, And I just need something to brush it when it gets all, like, greasy and dangly. You know, if you brush it, it just comes back to life and you're like, yes. (laughs) I I spend my life in a ponytail or a tight bun. So when I try and wear my hair down, my hair's like, no, we're meant to be scraped back, aren't we? We're just going to stick to your head, even though you... <laughs> like, it just doesn't... There's no... There's no life in it. <laughs> it's, I, I always find it interesting. What's your benchmark for when you need to wash your hair? Sorry? What's your Sorry, benchmark yeah. for when you need to wash your hair? So, for me, I wash my hair when... If I haven't got... Obviously, if you've got something on, then you know to wash it. But mine's normally when it stays in a ponytail without the hairband being there, I know it needs to be washed. Oh, do not, though. I've got, like, extensions in that are always there. Um, and I try not to wash it because, obviously, the more you wash it, the more you can, like, damage the hair extensions. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm honest with you, I probably wash my hair, like, every two weeks. <laughs> Lucky I wouldn't I wouldn't last that long but I don't know how I think it's where I've just gotten used to it over the years mm. that like the natural oils have like sort of synced in quite nicely so it doesn't get greasy it just kind of stays the same actually when I had my extensions it got greasy less because I think the extent the the non not my hair because it's not always fake but the not my hair would soak up a certain amount of the oil that could be it as well, yeah. So it kind of would last long. Part of me misses the fullness of my extensions, but... I do wash the front bit, though. I would say that, but I don't wash the extensions as often. I probably wash the front bit every three days yeah. just because I do put my hands through it all the time. Fiddle with it. Oh, now I want my extensions back in. <laughs> <laughs> do it. And you can only listen to music from one artist or band for the rest of your life. Who is it and why? Um, I would definitely say Rihanna, just because any song that I listen to of hers, like it always puts me in a really good mood or like, or any of her emotional ones, like you just feel like you could sit in the car on a rainy day and just like look outside the window and sing it yourself. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? All the feels. Yeah, yeah. She gives me true feels for like all her songs. 
um, Good Girl Gone Bad, I think it's probably my favourite, which is not, I don't, was, was that even released as a single? I feel like. I don't know, but that was so good. It was the same around, um, and the card, one about the car, I really liked that. So I was like the ones that didn't go big. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. The more obscure ones, but um, yeah, and she's been around such a long time now, you kind of forget, but you can play some of her older stuff and it still feels really new. Definitely, like it just never, if you're out one night, I don't know, in the clubs when they're back open or whatever, and you hear that, everyone is going to sing the whole words to it. Yeah. Umbrella. I just, that's oh. that definitely <laughs> the classics. That. Oh. And you do, you just, you want to get a black umbrella and like dance out in the rain when it comes You to so it. do. I know. <laughs> I mean, I can't dance, so, but, but it's just, yeah, all the feels. <laughs> I love it. Uh, which one of your personality traits do you personally find most annoying or frustrating? Um, well, I'm quite a tenacious person. So, like, whenever I say, oh, I'm going to do something, like, I have to go and do it. And I would say it's quite annoying sometimes because, obviously, with COVID and everything, it's hard to do what you want to do or what you could have done before. Um, but as you said at the beginning of this, it's just trying to adapt to this new way of life. Um, but I would say, like, being a tenacious person is one of my bad qualities at the moment. <laughs> yeah, not very conducive with everything at the moment. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, there's so much adapting that we kind of have to do at the moment. And it, but the, the thing I find more frustrating than the adapting is that you don't even necessarily know what you're adapting to because everything's changing so quickly. Yeah, um, I agree. I know a lot of the like the big banks and stuff in central London said a while ago you guys are not coming back to work until after Christmas no matter what um and we're and they it was great because it meant they invested in the the infrastructure and the software and everything for people to work from home knowing that it wasn't that was how it was going to be for the for the foreseeable um and it kind of at least people could then plan yeah definitely they knew they'd be home at least till then and they weren't sitting there on a uncomfortable kitchen chair thinking well there's no point buying a nice office chair because I might be back to work next week you could there was at least some some consistency going on yeah and um, which imaginary fantasy or mythical place would you most like to visit um you know like in avatar <laughs> you're the third person to say that no way really yes. I, I, at least third possibly fourth now i'm saying that oh i definitely say avatar i don't think you can beat it i think it'd be everyone's answer i think I'm, I'm sure three people have instantly come out with it and then someone had it as one of their options nearly 50 well, percent of these interviews have said avatar land i don't know what it's called pan pan Pandora? Is that what it's called? That's it, yeah. Yeah. But see, that's like my childhood. That was my childhood favourite film. Um, like I'd always want to be in Avatar. So I don't think there's anything else I could say. Mm. It does look amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can get behind that. Like, I felt, I thought a lot of people would say Harry Potter land um, or world, like Hogwarts or something. But actually, it's a really dangerous place to be. 
Yeah, and you know what? When you go international and um, you speak, you, you know, like to the Filipinos, they always say Harry Potter, Harry Potter. And I'm like, why do you keep saying that? And it's because of our English accents and they all recognise it from Harry Potter. So <laughs> I think a lot of the world think of England as Harry Potter. <laughs> we all magically go to Hogwarts. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, my school looked pretty cool, but it did not look like Hogwarts. Um, no, I didn't. What reality TV series, past or present, would you most like to go on? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, maybe like Come Dine With Me, if you can even call that like reality TV. No, you can't really, can you? Yeah, I'd call that reality TV. Yeah, because I love cooking and I like meeting new people as well. So I think it would be like a great way for me to, and I'm competitive. <laughs> all the best people are <laughs> so I mean I've got three of the best things that I want to do in there so definitely come dine with me would you want to do the solo one or as a couple couple because it would be so funny to watch my partner in the kitchen so you actually take your actual partner and ditch you and bring in another pageant girl <laughs> <laughs> no he, he's a good boy <laughs> my Another half an hour, I think we've thrown a pretty mean um, dinner party. We we both like cooking, but he normally does the main and I do starter and dessert and he then pairs the wine to it all. Um, but we used to, yeah, I've kind of missed that, I suppose. Well, that's good because mine can't even cook, so. Oh, mine's better than me. There's not many things oh. he'll say he's better than me at, but he is <laughs> cooking. He, he, I don't know, he just manages his, he keeps making this thing with aubergine, our leftover like aubergines and courgettes and tomatoes at the end of the week um, from our veg box. Sort of the last day before our new veg box arrives, he sort of mushes it all together. Um, and all I'm responsible for is making sure there's gluten-free breadcrumbs in the freezer. And I swear, this thing is amazing. It, it could be a whole dish on its own. He's like, I've just sort of smushed it together. It's probably not very nice. And he's done it like four times now and it's heaven. Oh, wow. Vegetables with a bit of breadcrumb on top. And I'm like, I don't know how he does it. We have like a big herb garden. So he's lots of fresh herbs and stuff in there. But um, Send me some via Royal Mail. (laughs) I'm hungry. (laughs) What skill would you most like to have? Um, I'd say, well, I mean, like a superpower is a skill. I'd like to be able to be in two places at once. Because I feel like I don't have enough time, even though there's so much time in the world and for the rest of my life. I feel like I just need to be in two places at once all the time. Yeah. Because the two things are never, they always happen at the same time. There's never exactly just the one thing going on. I always... Um, Super, when if people do the superpower question, I say I'd like to be able to freeze time, but I can still move stuff forward. So I can yeah. freeze time, but I can still do my gym session and get work done, and that will still have been done when time carries on. Yeah. You wouldn't want to just sit in a frozen bubble, but two places in one, that would be cool. That That is just what I need in my life. Although I feel like there was a mass murderer version of that in Smallville. Oh no! Don't say that. Not not that bit of it. <laughs> not that part. I mean, the do-gooder part. Not that part. 
Um, what's the most fraught journey to a pageant you've ever had? Oh, well, it'd definitely be the, the airport journey that I told you about earlier. I thought you were that, going to that. <laughs> that, that was honestly my worst experience ever because I think that bag that I was carrying, that dress bag, must have been about 20 kilograms. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise the airport were going to charge us like so much money. And we were just like, right, this is what we're going to have to do. And when we handed them to the air hostess, you should have seen their face. They were like, what sort of dress do you have in here? We were like, oh, these are just pageant dresses. They're very heavy. Yeah. Oh, but once we got in Abu Dhabi, they opened them up and was like looking inside. But I had hidden all my shoes and everything at the back, so they didn't see it. So this is one of the very few bonuses of travelling with a small child is she gets full adult allocation with luggage. Wow. Most flights allow you two large pieces of equipment. So um, you could check in a car seat and a travel cot and they get a full buggage allowance, uh, luggage wow. buggage allowance. What's a buggage? <laughs> buggage allowance. And they get hand luggage and they get a buggy. Wow, that is just so good. You can you can get um the the, the the tricky bit is if it's a buggy that folds down to hand luggage and you want to keep it as hand luggage, then they can't have hand luggage. Um, but if it's a buggy that doesn't fold down very small, they then just check it. Uh, so you get it to the to the, the boarding gate and you check it there. So we just mm-hmm. have loads of extra stuff in the buggies. <laughs> yeah, I would do that. Can I borrow your child for Miss Grant? <laughs> <laughs> we did the but one backfire is you then realise if you've got a small child and three bits of hand luggage and a buggy, you actually don't have enough hands for all. You're of carrying it, yeah, yeah. So we've realised actually that extra bit of hand luggage is not worth it. So it, it's just two. We do two hand luggage and then the buggy that folds down to hand luggage. Um, but she's got she's she'll walk a lot more now so hopefully when we're allowed to travel again um we it's funny actually we vetoed traveling by I think before the end of April we said we weren't going to travel abroad this year we we weren't going to feel comfortable and obviously sort of proven its point now isn't it yeah definitely well I mean I did actually go to Turkey about two months ago um, and that was quite scary going through the airport. Mm. It was for a dental thing, so it was just like I had to go. Mm. But um, no, I mean, we got back all fine. And we, you know, it's quite far at the checks that they do through the airport as well. So you do feel quite safe as well. So. Was it like a bit tumbleweedy? Was it really? Yeah, tumbleweedy? definitely. Because you're not like allowed to linger in the airport. So you all have to go sit down and all the areas that are for sitting down are not filled with anyone. Mm. So I don't know what's happening. Maybe just that not many people are travelling at the moment. A bit creepy. I wonder if, yeah, they've maybe probably got better organised with checking in and checking out and moving the times around with that as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. We, we live under the Heathrow flight path. It's definitely quieter. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> air is cleaner. It's definitely quieter. That's uh, good. And hmm. um, true or false? It is better to have loved or and lost than never to have loved at all. Um, I think it's better to not have loved at all, because then you can find self love. 
you know, instead of like trying to look for that satisfaction elsewhere. I've never thought of it like that. Yeah, no, neither have I until I just thought that then. Um, but I do think that's true. Yeah. We do, I, I, I think women are particularly bad for it. A little bit of a generalisation, but um, I feel like it's fairly accurate is that we, we tend to look for it out of ourselves first definitely and you know like RuPaul says um you can't live love yourself till you love yourself basically Mm. Uh, I just think that's so true I need to watch that program I it gets brought up a lot and I'm like I'm gonna get in trouble I haven't seen it okay Um, so it's all on Netflix go now (laughs) yeah yeah. we've nearly nearly run out of things like the the sort of list of things we had to watch so yeah I feel like that needs to be done many seasons (laughs) what's your favorite movie um I'd say that my favorite movie at the moment would be Lion King it's always been like one of my favorite films from childhood and you know I can watch it and watch it and watch it and it will never get old do you um, like the original cartoon or the, like, remake, real live? No, it's not real live, but you know what I mean. Remake. Yeah, like, the new one that's come out, it's a bit more, like, it's tried not to be animated a little bit. Um, I think animated's quite cool. I do, however, I do like when they bring out the princess ones, like, real life, like Beauty and the Beast. That was amazing. I really want to see Mulan and we have Disney Plus, but you have to pay 20 quid on top of paying your Disney Plus membership. Oh, wow. I'm waiting for it to be not a premiere. I mean, to be fair, three of us going to the cinema plus food would be more than that, but I'm not getting my slush, my frozen Fanta slushy and I'm sad. Or the popcorn that's from cinema. You can't beat cinema popcorn. Oh, see, we, we have popcorn a lot here. Like, uh, we've had popcorn this afternoon. We probably had popcorn yesterday. Like, we buy, <laughs> we buy massive bags of the kernels. Oh, um, yeah, popcorn. that's how you do it. Um, so it's sort of, like, can, like, tweak there. Because my daughter does, still doesn't have salt or sugar, like, added to anything. So we yeah. that's our way around it. And because I wanted to eat popcorn and I didn't want to eat in front of her if she couldn't have any. Yeah, I get it. Felt a bit mean, so... We have a lot of popcorn, but frozen Fanta, that's, and it's such a, such a big pile of chemical junk, but it's one of my, one but of my. But for some reason it tastes so good. Oh. <laughs> I think we go to the cinema once, maybe twice a year in a normal year, twice would be pushing it. So it's not like I'm having it very often. <laughs> um, what's the worst thing you've forgotten to take to a pageant? Um... I can't. Do you know what? I don't think I've ever actually forgotten anything in the in terms of like something that I couldn't get from someone else on the day. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So I literally can't answer that. Otherwise, I'd just be making it up. That's a good. <laughs> I haven't, but I pack for like pageants. Maybe like from the day that I know that I'm going. <laughs> so. I'll be, like, super prepared with, like, four suitcases when it's just unnecessary. <laughs> my my goal is to represent the UK at an international pageant, and I'm, like, I'm dreading the packing already. Oh, wow, well... I'm so bad at packing. So bad at packing. It's, like, it's just... 
I do the lists, I do the rechecks, I pack in advance, I've tried packing last minute, nothing seems to improve the stress level of me packing, and I've concluded that I just don't like (laughs) travelling. No, do you know what I've just bought for grand, actually, is I've got the suitcases, however, I bought these, like, individual storage boxes that go inside the suitcase, so I'm going to... Yeah, so I'm going to put in, like, each day's outfit in each bag, and then I'll be ready. They are everything. Packing cubes are my life. Um, because also, yeah, it just makes it... Um, we've, I got them originally when we went camping um, last summer. Was it summer before? Whichever one it was. Um, we've been to the same event two years running. Um, because you don't, you don't have drawers or shelves or anything to unpack into in a tent. Um, yeah with a small human there were three of us so it was sort of having a bag each so you could just grab your your packing cube of clothes and head to the shower and then sort out what you wanted there and things um and then I've sort of grown the collection ever since um so I just we have a lot of packing cubes and even then I'm still bad at packing <laughs> I know but they are so helpful and the ones some have got like coat hangers on that you can just put in the wardrobe mm-hmm. if you do have a wardrobe. <laughs> wash bag, wash bag with a hook in it is everything. Um, like the the lid sort of unwraps from it and then you hang it up and it's got all like the little pockets in it. And um, I'm obsessed with my wash bag. But yeah. Maybe I'm secretly good at packing. It just feels like I'm really bad. But um, Maybe because you're so good at it, you stress that maybe like you could do more but you can't because you're actually that good at it i'm secretly a packing ninja <laughs> exactly go to you for tips and advice yeah well i um, didn't not have anything on ben nevis i i packed more than i needed because you just didn't know if the weather was going to turn and and things like that but um yeah i felt like i've packed quite well for that it's worse when you've got to pack for yourself and a small child though and that thing you forget will be the end of the world like I can get over if I forget something but if I forget Roger the unicorn there will be (laughs) hell to pay like it's just not it's not worth going on holiday if I've forgotten Roger the unicorn yeah I get it (laughs) uh which Disney character are you most like um do you know what everyone calls me Snow White (laughs) because I think because I've got the brown hair well quite brown black hair um everyone calls me snow white so i would just go with their opinion because obviously that's most true (laughs) and if everyone's saying it's got to be right yeah (laughs) uh what's the worst smelling place you've ever been well i'll tell you what down in my town i'm i live in bournemouth so i'm right at the bottom of the country by the sea in my town there is this like bay and when the when the tide's out, the seaweed smells so bad and it smells for miles. Uh, that is, my hometown is the worst smelling place I have been. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you will never experience anything like it. When you drive past it in the car, you almost ask each other, like, have you farted? Yeah. <laughs> Which form are you in? Um, so down by pool so it's like the next town onwards oh like so because we I, I grew up in the new forest 
Oh, really? Yeah. And I went went to school just into Dorset, um, so no sort of that neck of the woods. And, yeah, I've got some very, very good friends down there. Um, yeah, so I live in Poole. So the, the bay is actually called Hulls Bay. It's by the bridges in Poole, if you know that. Uh, the ones that go over to Sam... Oh, no, it's not the bridge. That's a ferry. Um, that's a, <laughs> it's just a little bit further than Sandbanks, about 10 minutes away from Sandbanks. Yeah, because we used to be able to take the horses down to ride on the Sandbanks beaches in the winter. That's amazing. That's that, that's like my best memory of Paul. And I stayed in a riverboat there once and got eaten alive. That was less pleasant. Um, <laughs> but taking the horses yeah. early morning rides along the Sandbags beach. Um, as long as you didn't forget the part of it was nudist, then you were fine. <laughs> <laughs> always, always an interesting sight for, uh, I think it was junior school. It was like the latter end of junior school we used to go. <laughs> yeah I didn't quite understand the concept at that point at that age (laughs) um what's the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week um so I've been doing like a lot of reading on the law of attraction um and I feel like it really helps me to empower myself um and sort of you know make your dreams come true I definitely think the law of attraction works I don't know if you've done a lot of reading on the law of attraction, but I, I've been just doing it online and some of it, you're just like, wow. Yeah. I'm guessing the secret has cropped up. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's a, yeah. I've done, I've read the book. I've listened to the DVD and listened to the, like the audio and watched the DVD and things of it. Um, yeah. I do find it sometimes though, you, you don't seem like you'd fall into this catchment, but I have met a lot of people that maybe have felt like they should just sit there and it will all come to them. And I'm like, mm, you still probably need to like be a bit more proactive. Than that. That's true. You've definitely got to work for it. I mean, def- nothing comes to you free in life mm. at all. And I find a lot of people, they then, they don't do the work required to work out what it is that they actually want to attract. Yeah, that's true as well, actually. Some um, people are like, oh, it's going to come to me. And then you're like, well, what? <laughs> What's coming to you? And yeah. I do think that the law of attraction won't work if you're trying to attract the things that aren't meant to be. Yeah, um, I agree. So, yeah, if there's any sort of disconnect with what you are trying to connect, attract, and what you actually should be trying to attract, then I don't think it's going to work. Um, there's definitely been things I've I've tried to use it on in the past and in hindsight I'm very glad it didn't work um, yeah I mean that's the learning curve though isn't it so I mean you're probably grateful that that's mm-hmm. been there. definitely definitely no there's um I'm a big lover of self-development books and um, that is mainly the topic of book I will read um but I like to action on it and I do think that some people fall down this I've got some friends that just they spend a lot of time on self-development, but don't action anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're not going to get anywhere if you don't actually do something with this development that you've been through. Yeah. Um, course addicts. I found that a lot in business. You get a lot of people, they get addicted to going on different courses. Yeah, that's true. Do you know what, though? I think I am a little bit. 
you're doing amazing things you're clearly not a course addict for me goes on courses and doesn't achieve anything and you're achieving lots oh I see right yeah see I wanted to do another degree I was like oh that sounds really interesting but I don't know what Mm. it will come to you yeah it will come to me (laughs) come to you when it's meant to and when like something fits together um yeah I'm a big believer in like everything having a chapter and a time and place and um, sometimes the lessons are incredibly painful at the time but five years down the line you look back and you're thinking oh, this good thing is so totally worth that bad experience now in hindsight yeah but, um yeah when you're in the middle of the dark place it's not not as great but it does come out and it does yeah it does take you to amazing places definitely and what's something that will always be in style so I don't mean just clothing related but sort of I can only ever think of clothing related words to describe this question but like in vogue like but not what about what you wear more about who you are or what you're doing sort of thing I think that being a good person generally will never go out of style I mean when whenever you meet someone that is genuinely nice you always want to keep them around you if you know what I mean so I don't think that would ever go out of style I mean who wants everyone to be nasty to them no just makes you feel rubbish (laughs) oh well thank you so much I've had so much fun chatting um that's why I think probably why I've loved these episodes it's sort of gone gone something a bit off the norm and we needed some brightness and positivity and there's definitely been some darker sides to lockdown that um, we've all had to face so it's nice to have a, a good old chin wag um, and delve into some things that are a bit off the norm so where can we find you on social media um so you can find me on instagram um at steph wire underscore so that's my personal account and also at miss grand england um so i do update both of them social medias um at the moment i don't have facebook but that will be back in soon so i'll update you all on my instagram (laughs) amazing thank you so much um and i hope you have yeah lovely rest of your week well thank you so much for having me i've had so much fun Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.